hold on. Let's not let's not bury the lead on the depth of this episode because at the end of the episode, Spock goes in there and he and he presses one button, one button. <laughs> which presumably which presumably is the button that Kirk pressed to turn this thing off. So yeah, the solution <laughs> the solution to solving this was to turn it off and then on again. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Abby, and I'm Chelsea, and welcome to Three to Beam Up. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 3, The Paradise Syndrome. episode you guys is what white savior complex would look like as an episode of television (laughs) the perfect illustration (laughs) i mean you you said it was supposed to be a joke but that's pretty uh on the nose (laughs) i mean it is a joke because this whole thing is a joke (laughs) yeah yeah um that's a hundred percent true guys is this the second second episode in a row we've watched with blackface this one, yes, it is. Damn it! This, this at least, this at least, is more terrible spray tan than okay. actual blackface. Yeah. I was wondering what so, the difference in those two were because the last one was really cakey, but this one was. What, yeah, well, yeah, I, I honestly, I honestly think this is like terrible spray tan. Yeah, more than actual makeup. Yeah. So like, so that's a '60s spray tan. That's well, oh, for sure. And, and for this okay. one, right, this could even just be makeup that they're trying, right? That was a, a question I had. A slightly darker skin yeah. tone. Yeah. It's um, like, instead of matching your skin tone, you go a few shades yeah. darker. Instead like, of like using, like, again, a pro- makeup, blackface right? that is like approximating a minstrel show, right? Like that yeah. sort of, that they do for the Klingons. From sometime. last episode. <laughs> yeah. From, um, yeah. The question I did have, and I meant to look up, I don't know if either of you did, um, if... I, I have to assume that at least some of these actors are indigenous peoples. But so I looked it up because I was curious. Be, right? None of them are, oh, except boy, no, for <laughs> possibly the tribal elder. There was. I some... wonder. He was the okay. only one that okay. I was. I was. He's the only might one actually being native. They are all. The rest <laughs> of them are white actors, and I actually looked up like a couple of them outside of TOS to see what they look like, and they are like, they're like me, <laughs> like they are like. You know, Northern European, like like some like blonde, blue eyes. Oh. Some of them, yeah. It's it hurts my soul so much. It just, oh god, the. <laughs> well, I mean, to go to costume corner for a second, like those I'm are there. not <laughs> historical accurate. They are not. Like, they are. That is what. Yeah, that is what a stereotype looks yes. like. like. I mean, that is. To the point where, like, the the beating and whatever, mm-hmm. that headband is elastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, they they I, all were, yeah. I can't even. Plus, Native peoples before, like, the, before white settlers would not have had glass beads. They would have used, like, porcupine quills and things like that from nature. They would not have had that kind of beading. So it what is, I was <gasps> wondering is, did the preservers, like, leave them the beads? That is too no. much. No. <laughs> no. Like, for what purpose? 
I don't know, for decoration. I'm not sure. That's the only way they could have gotten those beads. Why would the preservers in advanced race have been like, oh, also here's some small pieces of glass. Here's glass beads. And also here's some smallpox blankets. Just fill out the entire thing. Why would the preservers have taken them off of Earth and then seeded them in this new planet? Right, this is a super super common sci-fi trope, right? Um, Um... Yes. And it comes up in Ancient lots of places, aliens. right? <laughs> Ancient aliens, yeah. This does come up a lot, right? And we joke about ancient aliens, but they're never quite as explicit as this. Um, <laughs> no, this is this is straight up ancient aliens. Yeah, like, this is this expri- is yeah. Um, yeah, there's no hiding it. There's no metaphor. It's not veiled. That is the text. It is not subtext. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, as far as universe building goes, like as a sci-fi trope, it's not the worst um well they're using it poorly here let's toss that out yes but i think it's poorly executed here but i agree with you. as the trope to explain away things we've talked about we're like oh why can right. you know why can you get klingons and romulans and all these mm-hmm. um why are they all at the same level of civilization at the same time like this explains some of those away with like without just saying magic and well, the Arthur C. Clarke Space magic, right? Sufficiently advanced technology, because they don't even say that this is a race that is uh, space powery. They just say they were really advanced, which is also something they do, they do not always say. So, um, right. Well, let's let's go to the beginning, shall we? Sure. Why not? Okay, and let's start. <laughs> I will say that it is the set is really lovely. It's lovely to be outdoors. Southern California planet. That's because it's, yeah. Actually, this might be Northern California planet. I think it's Northern California, (laughs) but uh, in case you were wondering, that lake at the beginning is also the lake they use in the opening credits of the Andy Griffith show. Just FYI. Classic. boy, that does look, yeah. Is it a park? Yeah, it's a park park in in California, north of Los Angeles. Oh, so it is still Southern California, okay. It's still Southern California, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Well, so one thing I will say that I kind of liked about the very beginning, they, it, like, it could have been, um, this could have been a theme that was executed well in this episode. It was not. But, like, the contrast between, like, soothing, like, like, like the contrast between nature and then, um, like, advanced technology, right? And it happens right at the beginning where you get the, the beautiful outdoors and you, like, do this pan around. You do a long pan. Did you guys see how long that was? It was a long time. Yeah, like, yeah. they pan around for, like, almost a minute. And it's then a while. They get the, it's this, like, vaguely racist flute music and you're like, okay. And then all of a sudden you get the transporter sound effects before you see the transporter. And I love that contrast of, like, oh, there's this, like, outdoors and then there's this, like, you know, it's not diegetic music, but there's like this like naturey sort of music, and then like this super technological sound, um, and it's all like disrupted and taken yeah. away. Yeah, I actually like the pacing of the episode is actually fine. Yeah, like re- for me, yeah. like it was fine. Yeah, the pacing I agree. was fine. It's it's all of the racist bullshit. Yeah, that gets and that in starts the way up, of everything. It starts up more or less real instantly. soon. Um, real soon. Agreed. It's quick. Well, because yeah. Oh boy, yeah. My notes immediately go there. Well, yeah. Well, before a... that is the ob- obelisk. Yeah, the obelisk yeah. is a great prop, by the way. That, that must is a super. Be... Yeah. Like, Did you guys see um, that it was the most expensive prop in TOS ever made, unless you count the Galileo? Oh, wow. That, I could, that checks out. Yeah, I'd buy that. 
They made it um, out of. Pl- I I read an article just on this prop because I was so fascinated by it. They made it out of plexiglass. Yeah, I was. Yeah, into the prop it. was fine. The set was fine. Like I yeah, thought. I guess Spock is like an expert on Indigenous Americans. Oof. Well, oh, that that was bad. That was bad, you well, guys. <laughs> I also they hadn't seen the um, they hadn't seen the people of this planet. Before there's a line that McCoy says, Meadows and no meteor crater. He also mumbles it. I had to go to the transcript because I was like, what in the world did he just say? Thank God there's those transcripts. He says, Meadows and no meteor craters, but he kind of says it like I imagine I would if I didn't stop to slow it down. Um, The whole planet is an enigma biologically and culturally. I get that biologically, but like they don't know anything about the culture. They haven't seen that. Like, no, I don't no. know. It's weird. At it the doesn't start. make sense. But also, no meteor craters. It's like, yeah, it has an atmosphere, man. Like, so I had a question about that planet because um, uh, Spock has a line in there that's like this planet, like uh, based on like its location and mineral content, blah blah blah. It's yeah. extremely unlikely it would have developed similar to Earth. So is the implication that the preservers engineered it to be similar to Earth? Because in that case, they're extremely advanced, right? Well, again, we're saying that like they have advanced enough technology. They're, they're a spacefaring race that um, is moving populations around the the, the galaxy. Um, so they I can mean, terraform planets essentially to any sort of environmental They could presumably have terraformed this, or he could be saying that it's just strange that they have like pine trees, um, you know, and they could have brought some of that with, right? So again, it's not it's not a huge jump for this trope, but I mean they're saying it because they're filming in California, right? Um, (laughs) and it's season three and they're almost out of money yeah (laughs) yeah and again i know they're almost out of money but like no security i would have brought at least one security officer but it's a peaceful planet um (laughs) why are they on this planet period is the question yeah they're deflecting the asteroid but you don't need to go but, to the planet to do that were they just checking to why? see if anybody was there yeah so the question is Could they asteroids hit planets space? all the time right yeah exactly and if this was not a federation planet if they had no reason to it's believe not. that this planet was populated right apparently like you would think that this planet would be scouted at some point they'd say oh there are some people on it um, so Maybe we do they have did. to say Maybe it. that's why they were Yeah, so it. was the implication but, they knew there were people, they just didn't know what people? Yeah, would they be surprised? That would be the trick. Like, would they have never sent down someone to just, like, observe them and say, oh, there's some people here, and I guess they're Native Americans. Uh, also, here's this weird obelisk that, that looks super techy. Um, maybe we should study <laughs> it. Right? Look, we have these scientists on these remote outposts on right. barren rocks <laughs> studying, like, who knows what. And then you're telling me that you can't get any scientists out here to study either this, this ancient live tech culture, yeah. or this culture that has been transplanted from Earth uh, thousands of years ago that still exists in the same sense. Like, you can't find anybody that wants to study either of those two things. Apparently not. That's too much. It's ask. very confusing. They prefer to study dead cultures in the future. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, like archaeology has won over anthropology. (laughs) That's the only explanation. Yeah. I mean, there is, I mean, in later season, like series, they do, like, because I remember a TOS or a TNG episode where Riker is studying a culture and he gets, Mm -hmm. like, forgets things and, like, they surgically 
change it. It's like a pre-Vulcan yeah, culture, yeah, yeah. I think. That's, um, oh. who, yeah. who watches The Watchers? It's a very, very good yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a good episode. I haven't seen that in a long time. That's, that's a that's very, a very good episode, yeah. That's a good episode. But yeah, so I mean, sometimes anthropology wins. <laughs> yes. They do a lot Just more anthropology in, yeah, in TNG. <laughs> Well, so, so, so I'm sorry, Paul. They're on the planet, but this is still part of that. Isn't this a blatant violation of the Prime Directive? But one would think, right? One would assume. Well, here's the thing: if they're, it is later for sure. Like, like when they at the end. If we skip way ahead to the end of the episode, when Spock and Bones just kind of beam down in front of people, yeah, sure. totally <laughs> against the Prime Directive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. what even but even but, i mean early on i think it's not as long as they aren't seen and they don't okay. interfere i think it's totally fine well because in the jj abrams movies at least don't, by the time we get to there like the second movie starts with that volcano scene yeah and then that's a blatant not, violation yeah but let's by that not, point like yeah and jj abrams, has, abrams no idea does, what, he has no idea he has what no idea what star trek lore is and uh, what prime directive i know i yeah. it's <laughs> I mean, anyway. what's the next thing he'll ruin? I don't know. That's a good question. Should we take bets? I mean... Hey, that's not our podcast. Let's get back to this, <laughs> this um, weird episode. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we've, we've spent too much time maybe without talking about all the, like, pretty blatant racism at the start. We mentioned it, but um, there's just Should a lot of there? Because that's a huge chunk of my notes. Yeah, I mean, they start with the conversation about, like, well, this is a super... Uh, like this thing is technologically advanced and oh look at those people they couldn't have built it like this whole premise of yeah that's the start (laughs) it's the start of it right um this idea of like especially spock there right like he like occam's razor like the idea that um if you don't have to introduce new assumptions like that the simplest ideas uh without more assumptions are the ones most likely to be correct and, like, if you see a bunch of people and then you see this thing, the simplest assumption is that they built it or, like, they yeah, know about it or something. And to make a whole nother jump that, like, well, there must have been another civilization here as well adds assumptions to that that pile. And that's very non-Spock to allow something. I mean, it's irrational. Yeah, I think Spock is written weird here at the start at the, I think start. At the start later he is, gets super spock yeah i think the rest <laughs> of the episode he's 100 percent spock but at the yeah. beginning he has to be like they have to be dumb in the beginning for this to fold yeah for the well, not only does he treat the or talk about the native americans like they're idiots but he also talks to bones like he's a freaking idiot with that rock bones needs it bones is like he's Bones is an idiot. Bones in this is episode. an idiot in this episode. <laughs> no, guys. Bones guys, watches him watches these two rocks and Bones like tilts his head like, is that how space works? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, because that was his stage direction. Clear like that's how like the script is written. Yeah, I'm like, I'm saying that Bones is written like an idiot in this yes, episode. Yes, yeah. yes. And I I just like I don't like He's an MD, like PhD, like research scientist. <laughs> I no, do, I thought that oh, that scene where Spock is like, this is the planet we're on. This is the thing that is about to hit it. They're getting closer. And <laughs> like, Bones is guys, like, what? Bones did you guys like, notice? Did you guys notice as as Bones is sitting there looking at the rocks, like thinking about what Spock has just said, Spock is still moving, moving them closer, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love No, I, I didn't mean, see that. That's it amazing. is the case that like that is like it literally so amazing. Spock. Thank you, it Abby, so for pointing yeah. that out. No, I saw that too. That was that was, it was great. The best. 
That's one of those where, like, I could believe that was a Nimoy thing, not even a stage direction. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. That was totally Nimoy being like, Spock would totally do this because he's kind of like a sarcastic bitch. Well, okay. They also, like, Spock gets a lot of blame from McCoy later for, like, doing the wrong thing or, like, because he had to, he was put in pressure because they didn't have enough time to do the original plan or whatever, or they had to race there so they burned out the engines. And it's like, you know... If McCoy and Kirk had spent so much time on this planet, like, Kirk had done the math it and been like, been we have fun. a half hour. Be like, hey, maybe we go take care of that, and then we come Real back. Quick. And then right. come back. Because like... if the plan worked oh, without a hitch. that was on Kirk. Yeah, yeah that was a command It's 100% on Kirk. And oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't know what the point was of exploring. Like, they sh- you're exactly right. Like, there was a clear... You know when you're a little kid and you get, like, little puzzles and you have to, like, put the story in order? Like, these five things have to go in this order? Sure. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, you put the sentences in order to tell a story. It's like that. Like, they had to go and they had to, like, stop the asteroid first before they could do the other things. And I don't understand why they wouldn't have. Yeah. And again, at, at the right speeds, this should have taken them like five to six hours. And then they could yeah. be back on the planet um, yeah. instead of 60 days. <laughs> so. Yeah, it yeah. did. Like, they spent a significant portion of their five year mission doing this, right? Yeah. It's a nice little chunk of time. It's the, it's the longest, like, time period in an, in an episode, episode of TOS. Is it longer than City on the Edge of Forever? Apparently, yes. And even when they're on the planet, it's only like 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 a week or two. I don't think they're there. It's a that couple long. weeks. No, no. So on uh, sitting on the edge of forever, they get back to the instant they left. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, but, I mean, but while they're, they're on Earth, in the in the forties or in yeah. the oh, I see what you're saying. Forever. I see yeah, what you're yeah. saying. It takes a couple think, weeks in the thirties, but it's not as long as this. No, no. But yeah, because no. Kirk also has to fall in love in that one. Well, obviously, that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's his thing. <laughs> so can we talk about he gets some convenient amnesia? Yep, he gets he gets fried real good by the space rock. Yeah, space and... powers, right? <laughs> I mean, so again, why would that be like a built-in feature of your computer? He puts things in the wrong order. Hold on, so obviously... let's not let's not bury the lead on the depth of this episode because at the end of the episode, Spock goes in there and he and he presses one one button, button. which presumably <laughs> which presumably is the button that Kirk pressed to turn this thing off. So yeah, the solution, <laughs> the solution to solving this was to turn it off and then on again. <laughs> that was Without the solution to this zapped. episode. I mean, that's the solution to a lot of technical it problems. It is. It is. So, like, you just need to restart. Just yeah. Do you restart. Have you tried turning right. it off and on again? And like, they no. did. And is that it, the message of this episode? That is the message of this episode. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> Damn it! I didn't have that one written down. Let me add it. <laughs> And then an, an obelisk will shoot a, a, a laser at a, an asteroid. At a space rock that's really close. Because they didn't work. They didn't have to aim it or anything. It, it, no. As soon as they turned it on, no, it was it like, oh, it. asteroid detected. Bam. Yeah, I got Bye. it. Bye. Guys, do asteroids cause winds and storms? No. No. Oh, okay. Just checking. No. Um, <laughs> that's what I thought. Because an asteroid just like hits a planet, right? It's like, yes. boom, and it's done. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I was trying to think up like any any reason, <laughs> any reason, any reason. Like, is it just a storm? Okay, coincidentally. I mean, look, the closest thing you could say they did say this thing was big, right? So, 
if this they was the size of the moon. Yeah, so, maybe block out the sun. No, no, but, well, but the trick would be maybe block out the sun if it was coming at the right angle, which it almost certainly was not. But um, yeah, because then it would have happened a lot sooner. Um, right. They would have started to see a transit of the sun. Um, is that tidal forces might start happening, right? So you could get earthquakes, right? So if the moon uh, were closer to our planet, right, um, say half the distance, um, the tidal action that right now really just affects, you know, softer rocks and the oceans, you would, you'd get a lot of tidal forces on the crust and the mantle that would cause earthquakes and stuff um, that would probably tear the planet apart um, because of those tidal forces as it, unless it was, well, yeah, depending on how it was it was orbiting. But so that's about the only argument you can maybe make is that it's causing gravity to do stuff. But I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. That would be winds, it. but you know. Okay, so the storms and the wind—that's just a thing. Fine. It would also have to be approaching pretty slow, which it appears it is. Um, for I mean, that impulse, to be the problem before impulses. it hits you. Right? Asteroids tend to cause more problems by hitting you when they're that close. <laughs> like, <laughs> usually don't have a few hours within the distance of the moon, presumably. So, especially for a moon shaped object, but who Whatever. knows? Who knows? My goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man. Oh. Anyway, so Kirk has amnesia conveniently also uh, sorry one more point before we get to that so it's also the case that spock and the ship have to go deal with this asteroid and mccoy's like but kirk's here he could be hurt like they know they're coming back why yeah. not leave mccoy and a search party that's what i didn't understand too yeah that could have been done yeah no maybe it's against starfleet regulations that was the only thing I could think of. They could leave them with a shuttle, right? A shuttle that would get them back up into orbit or something. If they needed it. Yeah, that. they yeah. weren't thinking about the Galileo. Yeah, because that would have been fine. I mean, and maybe he didn't want to leave McCoy because he's the CMO. But there are other people on the yeah. ship, even though it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> well, and Spock is going to do a pretty, like, from a medical standpoint, non-risky task. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so I think, yeah, I don't know. McCoy would be better served on the planet, but whatever who knows <laughs> he he doesn't stay and he's mad about it and he's mad at spock as usual and i was just gonna move on to the next things that happen it's fine it doesn't matter <laughs> i mean plot 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 plot, is, plot, plot kirk plot. gets married has a kid you know kirk yeah they're uh scotty uh it's like the super cut of scotty oh, thinking out about the engines episode. oh my gosh i love that we figured it out last time that this is uh you know the idea that he never really says it's like the engines can't take anymore but he like walks around it and says like oh, the yeah. engines they're uh, uh having trouble <laughs> like we can't we can't uh we can't uh um, spend much more time doing the thing we are doing. Like, he, he keeps, he keeps like getting these teed up to him, and he keeps so just close. walking right around so, him. But it's, but which it doesn't matter because funnier. he does it like six times in it's this yeah. episode. Like, it's half the every episode. time we see Scotty in this episode, he is freaking out about the engines. Yeah, it's like you can't push the engines to the level that you are pushing them. Um, <laughs> this is, this is bad for our power distribution in, in the ship. <laughs> 
my barons, my barons. Oh my gosh, that line, guys, that made me really happy. Oh, I laughed man. for like 10 minutes. Oh my God. Scotty in this episode was my favorite part. Oh, Scotty's so good. <laughs> he Scotty's was, so he was good. really great. It was my favorite. I loved it so much. So it is the case, and again, I, there's a lot of physics at play in this, um, because this does seem to be moving pretty slow, but it does seem to be big. But it also seems, I mean, Kirk has done the math, Spock has done the math, but they give up on a few of these things pretty quick um, because they're still 60 days away of an object moving pretty slow. Um, even a pretty big object. I think there's still, to use like a Wrath of Khan, right, that Khan is doing, is still thinking very two-dimensionally, um, that they have to deflect this off from a stationary planet. They're thinking about a planet as this thing. The writers are, not, I guess, Spock, but... Right, that this asteroid is going to intersect with a place in the planet's orbit where the planet is at that point. So they don't necessarily even have to deflect it. With 60 days, um, right. they just have to slow it down a little bit. Um, and there's lots of ways they could do that, especially with 60 days to work with. Um, yeah. Where even if they're slowing it down like fractions of a mile an hour a, a day, um, that's something that is going to compound a lot over time. Um, and it's an asteroid, right? You could, you could start blowing chunks off it. You could rotate it differently so that the sun impacts it, um, right? Causes different ablation depending on what's, what it's made of. Um, there's lots of ways that they could do this other than like plan one was, well, I guess we like move it to the side. Plan two is we cut it in half. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it does seem like the end of the episode, the solution that the, uh, actually we don't have a name or the, the protectors solution was to basically just, slow it down a little bit right is that what they did it, well i didn't see the un uh unremastered version the asteroid's like coming matter. at them and then they shoot it with the beam and it slows down just a little bit and then they're well, like that's Yay. the remastered version i wonder Yay, if in the, in the original if they if it blew up or something i can't imagine that the original would have been an explosion no. <laughs> and then no. they would have gotten and then the remastered was yeah, yeah. i think it was who knows? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But the planet is also moving. They just have to make get the planet time to move out of the way. You know? Yeah. Also, um, I had a question about the travel speeds. It takes them like several hours of warp nine to get to the asteroid. And then is that really only two months of impulse? Uh, I mean. Warp nine is like crazy fast. Yeah. You'd think it would take, like, at least six to nine months back. Yeah, I would. Whatever. I really would think that it would be, like, a full year. Like, I would think years at Warp 9 would be a couple hours. Well, and, Compared I mean... Impulse? You would think, too, right? We just joked about Scotty. Like, you would think mm-hmm. that there would be safeguards in place that Scotty would be like, look, I know you're telling us to go at this speed, but, like, no. <laughs> the engines are going to explode. <laughs> well- well, he um, tell well Spock tells Scotty at one point put it on manual because he's because Scotty's like they're gonna the, the controls are gonna stop me from doing this because it's bad okay. and, and Spock I goes put it on manual. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that too. It's also you know a good question of why they need to get there instantly I when yeah like would warp eight not have bought them I don't know I guess Spock did the math but <laughs> it doesn't. According to Spock's one plan, which was apparently the only plan, they just had to be there at, in that like. Let's talk about of time. They've presumably also someone has been to this asteroid to do the math on its size and its trajectory, um, close enough to scan it, 
which would mean they were probably close enough to enact this plan at some point in the past, and they didn't. <laughs> right. That checks out. Or is this just an asteroid that's like going through and somebody deflected it from a different planet and accidentally put it on a collision course with this planet? You know, I could see that being that. How, how do you guys think they ended up fixing the ship? Yeah, good question. Because now they got to get to a star base. But... Impulse. <laughs> Just gonna Did they, like, impulse them? back to Earth? <laughs> like, because the they said they're half a galaxy closest, away. Closest star base, star base. I guess. Closest star base, yeah. or, or maybe once they got, like, within range, they could, like... Hail, yeah. Oh, yeah, and someone could like, come out hey. to them. Send out a new warp drive. Hell, please. <laughs> All the dilithium. <laughs> also, with 60 days, is that enough... That's enough time for, like, Starfleet to send some ships. Yes, and some repairs and stuff, right? Well, even to just send, like, some more ships to try to work on this asteroid. Yeah. Or, like, a tow yeah. frigate you or would something. Well, that was... That was a question I had. I was like, why is the Enterprise the only ship that can do this? Why don't they have help if it's going to be a problem? Like, if they have this problem and they have 60 days, why wouldn't Spock have been like, radio some people and be like, hey, give us a hand. Thanks, bye. So yeah. presumably communications are unrepairable. Well, but they should have done that initially, right? I mean, yeah. So presumably they couldn't fix them and that's why they couldn't signal for help. Yeah, it's a question of if it's a question if they're out there and they discovered this asteroid and then discovered this planet, in which case again, why didn't they fix it? But um, or if they got called there by someone else who had. Right. And I mean, not at that's so. that's the question. I will say during all those asteroid scenes again, I love the Spock McCoy banter. Spot on. Oh yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. They have, it's some great acting between the two of them, and I love it when you get gruff bones. Uh, like he's so grumpy. He's so grumpy, like forcing Spock to he's rest and like trying healthy, to assuage right? his his survivor's guilt. Yeah, it's so crazy that like he's they've had sixty days and seemingly only Spock has put in any work on this. Like <laughs> McCoy has just like complained that he's not sleeping enough for sixty days. It's like, man, could you have helped at all? <laughs> could you have done anything here? Um. It's so true. Uh, and I also love, right, and it's so Spock that he's like, I'm going to order you to rest and, like, I'll get security in here. And Spock's like, okay, and goes lays down. And as soon as he's out of <laughs> there, he's like, leaves, he's like, up again. I know. It was, it so was Spock. so Bones. I was, when he's like, he's like, I'm going to, and Spock goes, lays down, and then Bones leaves. And I'm like, Bones, what did you, th unless you're going to stand over him, <sighs> yeah. or sedate him, right? <laughs> Sedating him would have been the smart thing. It's true, and honestly, very bones. I don't know why he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good, though. Because it's... Spock needed to figure out the musical notes. Yeah. Which are, he's... by the way, the words, Kirk to Enterprise. Yeah. I mean, I don't, well, I don't think we Kirk to Enterprise even... and Scotty going, yes, Captain. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to dwell on that one in the slightest, right? Like... Don't think we need to dwell on that no, one. No, we yeah, do. Just, we do. Don't, don't. <laughs> that's not even, like, there's nothing salvageable in that. No, there's... Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Oh, well. All well, right. Should we get to the terrible... Yeah, we're, we're finally plot. to the part of my notes. I have nothing else left in my notes, guys. Yeah, so, like, so hours have passed and Kirk has already made himself a home on this planet. He's already been declared a god. He's the medicine chief now. God, he has a oh, wife. 
Let's I mean, save the child. I meant to look up. I meant to look up on the. Um, so they have the drowning victim, um, the leg pumping. I was wondering if that was an older technique or because I don't think that's the irrigation. A... No, it, Native Americans had irrigation. I, no, no, no. Um, when the, the child is drowning and he yeah, oh, CPR. I'm sure, like that was a thing, right? I... But it wouldn't. But didn't do... they have chest compressions at that yes. point for CPR? Like certainly, that was my thing. I was like, I'm like, okay, breathing in his oh. mouth, which we know now is not a thing. But like, he didn't do chest compressions, and I was like, what is? It happening? depends on like like CPR changes all the time. It wouldn't surprise me. I know me. it if, does. If at yeah, that time, that was I mean, it. that would that would never be enough to. Wait, you would never use that for someone who had like cardiac arrest, um, right? So I was drowning, wondering if it, maybe. I was wondering if it was like, and, well, if that was the case, if you were just trying to like pump out the lungs or something you would seem like you would want to turn him on the side as well well that was what i was thinking i was um, like why yeah. didn't they put him on his side why didn't like there were so many things that could like yeah. i i tried was... to google it but i mean i'm not a medical historian so i was trying to figure out if that was like something that was older or and what years it was enacted yeah. I, i'm yeah. sure it's accurate for a, a time <laughs> i don't know well it could have been something that was like done in movies right it could be a Hollywood. It could be. Um, I mean, that'd be really socially irresponsible. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What about this episode is socially responsible? <laughs> um, Literally nothing. Oh, God. Can we... All right. go, we're speaking about the dates. That's right. Because I wanted to jump back to costumes briefly. But yeah, it was an Ooh. earlier point. Because I wanted to see what date this episode was. How close it was to like the, um, the crying uh, Native American ad. The... The fake one. Oh, I think that was until the 70s. I think that was 71. Yeah, this is 68, and right? This is 68, right? Yeah, I guess it goes back to the point of like... Who was also not an Who was Italian, American. yeah. Um, and it was a campaign <laughs> anyway. to try to stop people from recycling. To have, yeah, it, there's a lot of things problematic with that uh, ad. But but no, in terms of the, um, the costumes, I, you didn't talk about the knife that was just uh, fabric sewn onto the costume. Did you, did you see that at one point? No. <laughs> There is I a. Didn't see that. Did you see it happen? Yeah. <laughs> there was um at one point like instead of having a knife in his belt, they had clearly had just a, like taken a yeah. piece of gray fabric and it was and sewn onto the oh fabric <laughs> under the belt and it's like man you definitely just went to the '60s equivalent of Party City around Halloween and got a yeah. Native American costume. They went um, to the costume department. It was like. Native Americans. Well, okay, let's like, let's well, we're we being charitable. <laughs> yeah, like they did not say Native Americans. We're being far too charitable. No, they they did. Um, but <laughs> but I feel like we uh, should. <laughs> but yeah, these oh well, we should say indigenous peoples. But um, yeah, the Native peoples or something. But the uh, the costumes in this episode we already talked about, but just so bad. They're just yeah. So I it's, still it's I will great. never. The hill I will die on is the elastic headband. Yeah. Not the what? I think that mine would be the sewn-on knife, but... Ugh, nope. Mine's the elastic. I can't do it. Can't oh, do man. it. It hurts me. It hurts me. Oh, <laughs> so bad. It makes me so upset. The cape, though. His feather cape. That feather... Oh, oh that feather that's cape That's a beautiful was... prop. Uh, that's that like feather a cape is... Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, sort of. It is also used in an episode of Batman. Okay, wow, what episode of Batman? Because I'm Googling that. Uh, the, the King Tut one, I can't remember the name of it. Let me look real quick. This is Adam West, right? <laughs> it, was, it was the Adam West Batman. That cape is used. 
<laughs> I like that game first of all. Uh, second of all, I hope it's used in more things, and I wish that we would be able to find well, it. Well, we could watch I this episode saw... of Batman, but oh yeah, there I it is. Wow. Saw... Wow, there yeah. it is. Yeah. The spell of Tut Tut's case is shot. The two episodes it was yeah, it was Hold the on. King Tut cape. Wow, this yep. this wow, this King Tut, I mean, also very clearly just a white dude. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess I wouldn't have expected more than that from um, Adam West Batman, but wow. Yeah. Then there's also um, Kirk's sideburns as he's spent more time on the planet. Yeah, that's as actually he, as a he nice spent, touch, I think. As he spent like two hours on the planet, he. <laughs> oh, the sideburns. He doesn't grow a beard though, so. Um... No, which is which. This is just so you know he's not evil. Well, presumably they have some sort of beard suppressant in their system. I don't know. That's the only beard thing I suppressant, think of. but not Do you think they actually shave? They have, surely. Surely. I don't know. I think they would shave. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, but, I would think so. Yeah, this this whole, oh God, it's it hurts my soul, the whole thing. Do we want but, to talk more about the colonialist message, or do we want to leave it about where we have our, the things we've already said? I mean, is uh, yeah. it is about any... is it about colonialism or just like racism? White... Well, you, you, know, white... you can no, read it's it several white savior. different ways. It's a it's white savior imperial and... complex, yeah, more it's... than colonialism. Which is the message of colonialism, by the way. Well, it's yes, it's one of the mem- messages of the larger picture. But they're not trying to colonize this planet, right? This isn't a Federation planet. They're not trying to go there and get resources. They're not trying to do anything to the planet or the people no but it's not hard to see how it's a like a pretty accurate uh representation like a pretty accurate portrayal of america right Um, and that would be a a blatant colonialist attempt yeah i mean i don't think well i think the romanticized stories of some of the interactions with indigenous peoples paint a picture of someone coming and being friendly with them. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, the savages, right, are led by this white savior who gives them... What are all the things that he gives the them? The lamp. Irrigation. 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 Food, yeah, food pr- preservation. Since, since <laughs> when is Kirk an expert on agriculture? Since now, apparently. Since now, <laughs> apparently, I guess. I mean, what else? She can't figure out the shirt. Yeah, um, the CPR you've already mentioned. I really kind of that made me laugh really. It's hard. like we've never thought like, of having a shirt that you this, pull over your head. How does this open? <laughs> what is happening? I uh, love that because she's ignoring him completely while he's asking questions, and she's just like trying to get him naked. It cracks me up. It me yeah, yeah. It was funny. Um, uh, yeah, but I think the I think the parallel to yeah, I, I think that it's more. That this is a much more romanticized picture of even the romanticized parts of the. Oh, absolutely! Oh my God, yes. This um, is just. This is just the white savior complex, right? Well, and then they're they're like they they stone them to death, like. Yeah, boy. Some of those. Real quick too. Boy, That's a quick turn. Some of those people are like MLB outfielders too, right? The <laughs> arms on them, <laughs> throwing yeah. these like boulders. Were those rocks just styrofoam? Because I hope. Oh, they definitely. Were. But oh, definitely. they're throwing they like totally things were. that must be like 50, 60 pounds, and they're just like sending it in there. Man, it is. <laughs> well, it like. Like, I was thinking, I'm just like, okay, yes, the original medicine chief who wanted to marry Miramani and whatever, like, yeah, he's mad. I get that yeah. part. But, like, he, I'm like, did Kirk, like, not make any other friends? Right. Because and is he not, like, apparently real not. quick. Is he not, like, real quick to stone Is him. he not, like, working on the thing he's supposed to be doing? Right. Like, can he be like, right? hey, I'm doing it. 
And they're like, no, you do it faster. Yeah, like, it, it didn't make any sense how fast they were to turn on him. Like, yeah. it didn't it didn't make any sense. I'm just also, like, how did how did Kirk not sustain, seemingly, any damage? Uh, yeah, and, and she's dead. And she suffered enough <laughs> that McCoy couldn't dead. even do anything. Like, begin to save her, yeah. right? Yeah, McCoy was like, no, she's, she's gone, she's, man. She'll she's, only be alive long over. enough to talk to you about an hour from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what yeah. kind of injuries are we talking about where she has at least an hour to live but McCoy can do nothing and yeah. there are no visible cuts or bruises and, no he said so and internal no head trauma. injuries yeah and like no head what, trauma. what sort of internal yeah I agree <laughs> like I mean you have to be talking about like a ruptured something right like, and it would have been faster she would have been dead faster yeah like, or um, she would have been like like what like so if it was lungs she would have been gasping. No 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 right. So it can't be harder lungs right? But she could have like you rupture say your uh, I mean your Literally. stomach frankly your stomach or your even your appendix or something of that sort where you're going to be in septic shock pretty soon, um, right? So sepsis. But it would you would sure, seem like McCoy should have been McCoy able to, to do that. that. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like McCoy should be able to fix sepsis. Like um, yeah, it doesn't. They, they can cure infection. That's yeah. very and clear from later right, episodes. It, it does not appear that it is, again, heart or lungs that were immediately damaged. And it seems like the tech that McCoy has could re- could repair her or at least, like, put her in a place where, right, like, say it was a kidney or something. Like, they could bring her up to the ship and essentially put her on dialysis. Um, right, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, they've already broken the Prime Directive a hundred different ways. Like, yeah. they might as well just fix her on the ship. Yeah. Like, yeah, so <laughs> it does it not. Was, but she, no, the real reason is she had to die because viewers were not going to sympathize with Kirk anymore if he left and abandoned his wife and a wife kid. and, and child. wife and yeah. child. Yeah. yeah. So Which, she, in the original, I guess in the original script, she did live. Right, really? and that would never like, work yeah. because she has to be reduced to a plot device. Because oh yeah, for sure. This episode is again not a great episode for feminism. Yeah, no, oh, they have yeah, to sure. her. <laughs> This is classic fridging. Like, this is just what we, this is just how it works. Like, I mean, on top can't... of that, she's so submissive. She's so subservient. Oh, yeah. She only lives she's to, like, She's not that smart. Cook like, she doesn't behave that Kirk. smartly. Yes. She has, like, like, no noggin to figure out anything. She worships her. Yeah, it like, is. Like, he's her whole thing. world. It is, uh, it is. It is nine kinds of problematic. And like she, and my thing was, it's like she, when they introduce her, she's like the priestess. And I'm like, but yeah, she. That's an important at, job, right? Yeah. I'm like, but she isn't at council and she isn't like consulted on stuff. Like, how is she this? <sighs> and not small of a community, she would have a larger role to play. <laughs> like, I, I would just, think. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, guys, also oh. Uh, another offensive thing. I just saw this note. Did you notice their terrible, offensive, broken, jilted English? Uh, oh yeah obviously they were speaking but (laughs) so uh, a question about their language at all right like yeah why are they speaking english well why are they speaking english or to your point about like universal translator or whatever um he leaves his communicator and his phaser and he uh, presumably anything else he has on him once he changes into his costume um he doesn't have any of those things so there's no plausible way that and a universal translation could be going on, right? Unless it's, like, in his head. Like, there's something in their brain. Yeah, if you, like, Farscape it and they it's just injected microbes. Fish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Babelfish, yeah, is also a good example. There um, you go. 
yeah, it's, I mean, to some degree, I just respect series like that. First Grade and and then Hitchhiker being great ones where they just say like, oh, yeah, we just injected you. Now you have a microbe that does that. Like, <laughs> it's, it, yeah. like, it solves whatever. so many problems. It solves the problems. It solves so many problems. It's fine. I don't care. But yeah, that, uh... <laughs> well, and if we want to really, really get, you want to know what the original uh, title of the episode was? What hold was on, it? oh boy, hold on. Do you, you don't want to know, but you do. <laughs> oh wait, I read this. Never mind, I do know. Oh, it's bad. Well, it's gotta be racist then, right? <laughs> oh, it is. It's super racist. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this game where uh, I just have to guess racist things. So I'll just have to. Um... <laughs> the original title of this episode was "The Pale Face." Oh wow. Uh-huh. It wasn't so the way, huh? Okay, wow, wow. It could have been worse, but also not great. Not great. There's so many things it could have been. But yeah, it's still, I'm like, all right, the Paradise Syndrome is a way better title than that. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but I no, guess. But... No, none of it does. It's fine. What's it's the fine. other Paradise episode we watched? Um, the uh, Not the Spore one, the one with the guy. Yeah. Is it? Uh, uh, oh, it's, it's, it is Spores. No. There's yeah, so... I think it is. Yeah, Space Force. So, the side of Paradise. The oh, side of Paradise. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah, you yeah. meant the one with the Paradise Planet. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I meant the one with Paradise in the title. Yeah. Which uh, has similar yeah. themes. Guys, I mean, it does, frankly, except for it's, this is Kirk's, this is Kirk's, uh, this Paradise, Paradise. Yeah, 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 it is. Frankly, <laughs> from that read, that's, that's a better title, right? Yeah, honestly. They just already used that title, yeah. They yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It already used, I agree. They had to... Did you guys think that, um, William Shatner's acting was a little off in this episode? More than usual. Well, he's yeah. supposed to not have any of his memories, right? So I could see him like trying I to get into a different I thought that he was just like very character. jilted and like it was a little weird, but like I kind of put chalked it up to like Shatner acting with amnesia. Yeah, like, I think that's kinda... that's what I was thinking is that Shatner is trying to play overact the amnesia Kirk without the memories of Kirk, without yeah. the, without the episodic memories of Kirk, I should mm. say, right? Um, but. Yeah. That mind meld also, guys. <laughs> I did. That was a great uh, quote, though. He is an extremely dynamic individual. <laughs> Classic. Oh, man. Uh, that part was hilarious. Right after, right after that, they also wow, when they go down fine. there, somebody says something about a memory beam instead of just saying. <laughs> All right, to go to our earlier oh, question. Oh, yeah. Somebody says, that must have been a memory beam. Like, yeah. oh. It's like that's a thing. Yeah, guess it must have been. Wait, sorry, to jump back to your point from one second ago, you're right, it is Kirk's The Paradise, uh, This Side of Paradise, because he even <laughs> has, like, the same line about him, like, not oh, yeah. not being ever being happy, not deserving yeah. happiness. No. I'm oh, a little gosh. sad, yeah. now that I've thought about this, I'm a little sad that there isn't a third paradise for bones, uh, for bones. Well, there yeah. kind of is. Surely, this kind of bones's paradise. I guess at, so, at the end. Like, but like, I feel like he should have also lost his memory and <laughs> <laughs> had to do stuff. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? It would have been an, a more interesting episode if McCoy somehow also ended up down there, right, looking for Kirk, and then Kirk found him and brought him to the temple and erased his memory too. That'd be a fun one. That would be fun. That would be, or even just like Bones showing up like halfway through after he's like finally finds him and he's like, Jim, what the what? And he's like, I am Karak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I would have loved to see those interactions. <laughs> how do you how do you get so close to the name Kirk but not there without his memories? <laughs> Doesn't right? make sense. It's fine. <laughs> it, uh, oh man. I have questions. I'd want to say again from a from a trope standpoint, this um, this shows up in lots of places. This this is a I'm not sure. This is another one where I'm not sure if this is the genesis of this trope. I had trouble tracking down any like yeah. earlier story. It's hard to imagine that there would have been an earlier story that would fit with something like this, but this shows up in lots of other places. Um, right. I bring up SG-1, Stargate SG-1 a bunch of times, but there's a very good, a much better version of this, like almost a, 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 an homage at the very least, but almost a remake of this without the racism, without the indigenous peoples, uh, called 100 Days, where um, Jack O'Neill also gets trapped on a planet for 100 days. Hmm. Um, that is basically just to send up for this episode which if you've never watched any sg1 and you thought this episode of star trek was okay except for the racism you might want to try that episode of stargate sg1 <laughs> <Try> that, <one. laughs> that yeah. checks out honestly that was kind of my my um takeaway at the end i was like if this episode wasn't super racist it would be fine <laughs> Like, like the storyline of Kirk losing his memory and like becoming part of a local culture, like that's, yeah, that's fine. fine. I have I no problem with that. Like, while the Enterprise is trying to save him in another way, like that's fine. I have no issues with that. That could be an interesting episode. I'm like, but they had to throw in the racism. Why? Why did you do this? I don't understand. <laughs> it could have been fine. It could have been better. It could have been fine. Or even fine. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it goes back to that, the idea of this, um, the protectors, right? Preservers. Like, preservers, that's right. I keep saying protectors. That's a, boy, that's a Larry Niven term. Um, that, yeah, huh. I don't have anything else on that. Anyway. I'm wondering. Anyone have anything else? Or we can go to the messages. Now that I've accidentally said protector a bunch of times. And that was 73. Okay. I was wondering when Larry Nevin wrote Protector, which is also about a race that did kind of similar things. But I guess a few years after this. Wow. Well, and I guess it was the preservers anyway. That's why Kirk had to make preserves. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. The preservers didn't teach him how to make preserves. but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also a culture that is agrarian wouldn't know how to preserve things, apparently. It doesn't yes, make any would. sense. Yeah, right? Yes, they would. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Well, that that scene that was especially cringeworthy. Him explaining like thing. famine and yeah. like her like having to learn the words. Oh God, so bad. That was... Yeah, it's like hey, we've uh, we've successfully lived here for what at least two thousand oh, wow. years. Like yeah, we're fine. <laughs> think and we think we figured out the environment I think around we're okay. us. Okay. Yeah. We have oh this magic God. beam that shoots down asteroids because I guess that's a problem that happens more often than it should, but. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. Oh my God. Yeah, all that's, right, that's all my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've already talked a ton about like the white savior um, sort of complex overtone of this episode i would say it's more of a you um, mean the central theme yeah i think that's the central <laughs> yeah. yeah i think that is the theme right um abby you look so unhappy <laughs> i'm just i'm just unhappy that this happened to be the week after the black Bay. i yeah, know boy. it's and bad I'm just, I'm just sad about it and i really i hope next week 
we get like Tribbles or Spock's brain or something. I know. Like, honestly. Yeah, Spock's like, brain would be great. That's all I want. Spock's brain. That's all I want. Shall we get to... Uh... Bingo? No, the villain. Villain. Who's well, the, the antagonist, villain? right? The antagonist is what we call it because it is not necessarily yeah, it's not always an, the villain. It's not a villain, it's not something evil. What is the what is the antagonist? Is it the preservers? About this a lot. No. Or is it a, is it that dude? No. Amnesia? I think it's the asteroid. I think it's an asteroid. Okay. I think it's is the only it? thing it could be. That's the thing that I mean, it well, is so the, the question problem. is what moves along the plot? What That's moves along true. the plot is the asteroid. Yeah, I can get behind that. I can yeah, I can see it. Well, it's the asteroid, but to some extent, it's Miramani's old boyfriend. Yeah, but they don't really solve that yeah, one. Yeah, but they don't, <laughs> they solve, don't solve it. it. And, and he he's also just kind of the worst. If he wins, right? I guess. Well, that's why he's an antagonist. Kirk now there's dead. toxic masculinity. <laughs> okay, the question is, what problem if they don't solve is a big problem at the end of the episode? All right, fine. It's the meteor. <laughs> so right. the meteor, then, well, it's not. A, it's is it a world destroyer? Uh, that's where I'm kind of thinking. Because right? it's going like, to destroy the world. Right. That's true. Because it's up there with like... Because the question is, if Mitchell... If they're having that fight at the end of the episode, and then a moon-sized... Well, a moon crashes into the planet, <laughs> Mitchell it's is dead. not strong yeah. enough at that point to make a moon go away. Right. Um, nor is so, Magmar or Apollo. No, or so, no, no. Like, I'd still say it's below. I would still say it's below Doomsday Machine. That's what yes, I would say Because the Doomsday okay. Machine doesn't just like impact a planet and then also be destroyed. It eats planets. Right. It's the right. least powerful world destroyer, but it's still a world destroyer. I think it's right there below Doomsday yeah. Machine. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. I'm good with it. Do cool. it. That may be the fastest we've ever agreed on an antagonist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we call it an asteroid? Do you want to name it? Mm, no, I don't think it deserves a name. I think it's just asteroid. Yeah, the asteroid. I like the asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Please say that Scotty like saying the engines. Oh, we we agreed on that. Yeah, no, we agreed on that a while ago. That like we did. Yeah, um, I know, but no, but I mean, I hope it's close. on the sheet. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I really want it to be. How are we feeling about how about they go, you guys? Well, so we do have the Scotty. There's a captain's log. Um, oh man, what I was really hoping when McCoy was in there telling him he was gonna rest, I was really hoping that that Spock would put his hand on his shoulder and then Vulcan nerve him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was gonna like pat him on the back or something and be like, "It seems like you need rest, Doctor." That'd be a great quip. But, that would be um, kind of great. He didn't do um, that. Let's see. There's... He does mind melt, though. He mind melts, yeah. Um, uh, ancient Earth history is referenced. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, is the Kirk title of the episode set? Oh, Kirk makes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still don't think it's quite enough. Yeah, we don't see any other characters, right? We just see No. The, well, the Chapel's four. there. Oh, Chapel does uh, show up. That's right. That's right. Scotty, of course, does his thing. Uh, is there for a hot second, but she wasn't actually in the episode, right? It's just reused mm-hmm. footage. That's reused footage. Oh, um, I, I, even, I didn't even... I must have been writing notes. Oh, so. Sulu sets a course, I think. Or did I make that up? Did I start on the bridge? Or I guess No, they start on the, on the planet. With, they start on the planet with the really long pan. I feel like Spock is never on the bridge later, though, right? He's always doing things from his quarters. Hmm. Uh, All right, Abby. Yeah, uh, no, but Paul says no. 
Chelsea we says did no. It. We didn't, guys. It's there were some things, but yeah, there actually aren't a horrible amount. Like there were a couple that weren't on the sheet, like Nurse Chapel and the away team. On, like I would say, away team trapped on planet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. recurring actor. Those are all in the episode, but not on the sheet. And then on the sheet, we had Ancient Earth history. The Prime Directive is super ignored. Yeah, sure. Uh, shirtless Kirk. We had a shirtless. Kirk. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I was thinking Spox's... torn shirt Kirk, but that's right. He is just yeah. shirtless. So. Yep, uh, Spock says fascinating. Kirk makes out with someone in Captain's Log. Scotty says and stuff about the engine. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. So there wasn't a whole bunch in this episode, but there was some things. Cool. I mean, maybe a, an argument could be made for space powers for the, the asteroid thing. But no. Like, eh, it's, it's more tech. Technology. It's more techy. It's yeah. more tech. So, like, it's not really. It's not really powers. Um, yeah. So there's not, there actually wasn't a whole bunch this episode. Just uh, just a few things and definitely not enough to get us bingo. But. What are we watching next week? From the real Let's, life hat. I am praying for something. <laughs> Lighter. as racist. No, just not as racist. I just want not as racist. That's all I want next time. That episode. seems like Charlie like, X wouldn't be bad, right? Charlie X is That's not, fine. But... That'd be fine. I don't care. I just, something slightly less racist would be great. It would make my life happier. Um, but we're going to season two for the first time in a while. Yeah, we have been season two wow. for a while. Yeah. Uh, it is the deadly years. A landing party from the Enterprise is exposed to strange form of radiation, oh, yeah. which rapidly ages them. Do you say the deadly years? The yeah, deadly yeah, years. I just rewatched this one with my roommate. So, um, in a period of time. Great news. It's not racist, but it is terribly great. ageist. So, well, I will take it. <laughs> Small victories. Little things in the world. I'll take it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Just anything that's not super racist is what I need a palate cleanser. Well, I think this is good news. Yeah, because I, uh, from what I remember from a few weeks ago, yeah. Great. All right, dear listeners. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on your social, social media of choice. Um, come say hi to us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And email us if you like, info at scene3 or 3 to beamupcom and we'll see you next time for the deadly years. <laughs>